Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 13. Jesus saying, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, can you read together? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This morning I titled my sermon as Rest. Can you all say rest? R-E-S-T. Rest. Jesus was talking about the rest that is needed for those who are going through difficulties, those who are carrying heavy burden in their hearts. Jesus was talking about the rest that they need. Not only the physical rest, also the spiritual rest, the less rest that they need in their souls. You know, rest is essential for human being. Even for our body to function well, we all need rest. Rest is needed for better mental health. Rest is needed for our metabolism to work well. Rest is needed for us to have a good mood. Rest is needed for us to have to concentrate and also to have good memory for everything rest is needed in fact if you don't take proper rest even our immunity can go down rest is very vital in fact rest is also needed for our muscles rest is also needed for our joints and all the structures for them to repair themselves you know, at times we realize when rest is really important, it becomes very important when we really carry heavy load. Or sometimes we work day and night, you know, continue most of us here, you work uh, 24 hours at times, you know, two shifts and double shift and all together. And then when you come from rest, all that you need is just rest. Just rest. So rest is very much needed for every one of us. So after having, you know, stressful week, when the weekend comes, you all want to rest. You know, that's the time probably the church is telling us you need to come to church on Sunday morning. And you have trouble there. Rest is very, very vital for human being. So those who are tossed, constantly tossed between life struggles, life situations, difficulties, stress, and health conditions, you know, all those that we go through, when we go through all the struggles, are looking, during that time, we are looking for a time to rest. So that we can refresh, we can regenerate those energy that is lost. So here Jesus is saying, can we read those verses again? Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus is saying this, can you read with me? Come to me. All you labor and heavy laden, that simply means those who are carrying heavy load. Come to me, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
So Jesus is, you know, talking to the disciples and to the crowd and saying that those who are carrying heavy burden, you come to me, I will give you enough rest and take my burden instead of you carrying your burden. Are you with me this morning? Can you all have, look, have a look at me? Just face to face, I want to talk to each one of you. Amen? So Jesus was saying that you come to me and I want to give my burden to you. Your burden some seem to be so heavy for you, you are unable to carry your burden. You come to me, I will give my burden to you. And what he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, today in this world, can I get a little more feedback, please? So in this world, we all carry heavy load. The loads that we carry in our lives. The troubles, when trouble strikes us, when life even strikes us, they all come and rest upon our lives so heavy. And when we are carrying those heaviness in our lives, Jesus is calling us and he's trying to get our attention. And he's telling us three things this morning I want to just extract from those scriptures. He's asking us to come to him. Can you say come to him? And he says, you come to me and you will find rest. So number one, come to me. And number two, he says, take my yoke. Yoke represents burden. You know, you see, see in those days, you know, they have two oxen plowing the field and there is a bar that connects those two oxen. And that's, that's the yoke. The, the, the cart that carries, you know, so, so much of heavy load and it's all going to rest upon the neck of the animal it's just connected by a yoke. That's where the burden is. That's where the load is. And Jesus is telling, take my yoke. That means yoke refers to burden, my burden. And he is asking us to work with him. There are two, three things he's talking about. First, number one, come to me. And secondly, he's saying that work with me. And third, he's saying that learn from me. There are three things. Can you say that again? Number one. Who can say that without me saying it? Who can say that? Number one? Number two? Number three? Say that again. Come to me, work with me, and learn from me. You know, there was a gospel preached a couple of years before. In my childhood, childhood days, and you know, some of our childhood days, that gospel was preached in crusades and miracle crusades and conventions and outreach ministries and that is even preached today saying that come to Jesus he will wipe away all your tears he will bless you and he will give everything that you need if you put your trust in Jesus your life will be blessed and you will have everything that you need Period. That's the end of it. That was the gospel we hear. We heard many times, many years. In fact, in the early stage of my ministry, even I preached the same gospel, same message. But I don't preach that anymore. Especially preaching while preaching to the people of God who know about Christ already. I don't preach that anymore. But instead... I preach, this is what I say, come to Jesus, 
and she will wipe away your tears so that you can wipe away others tears are you with me this morning come to Jesus he will wipe away your tears so that you can wipe away others tears you know there is a shift when you say that when you come to Jesus he will wipe away he will bless you he'll give you everything you know that's saying that when you come to Jesus he will equip you and he will make you to work with him and you will learn so many things from him and you will become like Jesus the good things that Jesus has done on the face of this earth you will also do you know I will just get there in a moment just come along with me if you can put the next slide today Jesus is calling you and he's telling you these three things do we have them in the slide today Jesus is calling you to come to him number one to come to him so that you will have enough rest number two you will work with him by taking his yoke that is the load that he wants you to take instead of you carrying your load he wants you to carry his load and number three learn from him because he's a good teacher to learn from him so this morning we are going to spend a couple of minutes come work learn can you say that again come work and learn Jesus said you come to me and I will be with you when the disciples were probably I could imagine this when the disciples were with Jesus when the multitude were coming around as Jesus was teaching they want to listen and Jesus was telling them come to me come to me and as the disciples were with Jesus Jesus was with them Jesus was very much present with the disciples you know today we are talking about a God who is always with us Matthew 28 20 can you read with me Matthew 28 20 Jesus said teaching them by you know the, the writer writes saying that teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo I'm with you always even to the end of the age Jesus said I'm with you always you know this morning you and I need to know when Jesus is calling us to come to him we need to know that he is a God who is always with us can you say always, always. he's always with us he's always with us how true the air is always with us same as he is how true Jesus is always with us he's always with us he comes when we walk he comes when we sleep he comes when we go through difficulties when he is always with us in our troubles he is always with us in our pain he is always with us in our sorrow he is with our with us in our loss when there are times we are so low he is always with us he's always with us because that is a promise that he left before he went to heaven and then he also said when you come to me i will talk to you how many of you believe that Jesus speaks still yes amen he's the God who speaks he's the God who speaks in your difficult time you need to listen to him you know God always speaks he never stops speaking but we don't listen we don't listen to him we need to take time and to listen from God you know we are talking about Jesus asking us to come to him the reason I want to come to Jesus is and at times we are tired of hearing the voices from this world at times we are so tired of hearing voices of the people hearing people repeatedly over and over again at times we are tired and we say God I want to hear from you I want a word from you 
I want, to, I want you to speak to me. You know, remember Jesus was sitting at the side of the well and he was talking to the Samaritan woman. And that Samaritan woman, she was living, in a, living a sinful life. She couldn't realize that that was Jesus. At the end of the conversation, if you can read from Matthew, sorry, John chapter 4, verse 26. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. I who speak to you am he. You know, this morning I want to tell you that he is a God who speaks. How many of you hear God's voice? How many of you listen to God? He's a God who speaks. In your trouble, in your sorrow, when you wait upon the Lord, you could hear his voice. When you reopen the word of God, you know, that's what Bible means. When you open the word of God, it's all the return word of God. When you open Bible and when you start seeking for an answer, when you're asking God a question and God and say that, God, I want an answer from the word of God, God speaks to you through his word. So he's calling you this morning, come to me. You're going through difficulties and troubles in your life. I want you to pay attention to me because I'm calling you. Come to me. I will give you rest. I will be with you. I will talk to you. Jesus also said in John chapter 10 verse 27, he said, my sheep listen to my voice. My sheep listen to my voice. You know, today when we are living on the face of this earth, if you, you are a sheep of God, you listen to God's voice. You know which is the voice from Jesus and which is the voice from this world. Not only that, Jesus also says, I will take care of you. When you come to me, I'm caring for you. I care for you. I take care of you. First Peter chapter 5 verse 7, Peter is writing and he's saying that casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, we have a God who cares for us. Jesus cares for us. You know, many times in this world, we look at people and we fail. As they say, people are always with us when the good times, when, when time is not good. We don't get enough care from people. When everything is good, we get enough care, but when things are not happening well, we don't get enough care. I remember one precious family, couple of years before when we were in the US it, I shared this earlier too she was recognized with severe back issue and a couple of other difficulties other complications and you know what the husband realized that that wife is no more good for anything and he decided to leave her and he left just simply because She's just helpless and she can't be of any use to him anymore. We are living in that kind of world today. And at times people, on people whom we trust, we don't get care, enough care. When we are in such a situation, Jesus is trying to get your attention and he's saying that come to me. I will give you rest. I will be with you. I will talk to you and I will care for you. He comforts us at times. He gives rest to our soul when we are going through difficulties, when we are going through troubles in our lives. Many times it may not be physical rest. You may be having enough physical rest, but you may not have inner rest. You may not have rest in your soul. You may not have rest in inside of you. 
there is always something bothering you your physical rest may not be enough you need to be comforted you need to find the rest inside of you only Jesus can give you that rest and this morning he's calling you secondly what is the second thing that we talked about there are three things number one come to me number two work with me Jesus is saying come to me I will give you rest and immediately he says take my yoke upon you someone who is coming to Jesus to find rest how can Jesus say that you take my burden upon you now what does it exactly mean Jesus is asking us to take his yoke upon you you know today when people come up to this point I have seen with my own eyes people running and coming to Jesus until they find rest they will listen to the first portion of the scripture in fact they listen to the beginning of the beginning of they listen to the to verse only verse 28 and verse 29 Jesus says take my yoke upon you what does it mean exactly you have come to me I have given you rest now you know when you are in trouble you know where to go to find rest because I'm the one who comforts you I'm the one who gives rest to you now you know you how to come to come to me but the second thing immediately Jesus says now you take my yoke upon you what does exactly mean Jesus is calling us to work with him to work with him today some are willing but many are not willing they want all the blessings they come up to that brim and they just come back to get another blessing come back and get another blessing they don't want to cross the line of taking his yoke upon us some people listen to the call and many refuse but Jesus is calling all of us this morning and telling us come and work with me there are two things that we need to know when we talk about working with Jesus can you say working with Jesus how many of us are willing here to work with Jesus anybody here can I hear an amen out loud so there are two things that we need to do if you want to really work with Jesus number one we need to watch what he did Jesus is telling you if you want to work with me just watch what I did and do what I did two things watch can you say that with me watch what I did does it make sense to you watch what I did and do what I did watch what I do watch what I did at that time shall we turn over Bible to Mark chapter 9 verses 36 and 37 beautiful scriptures can you read together then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them and when he had taken him in his arms Jesus was doing this and he said to them what did he say whoever receives one of these little children next word please little children in my name receives me and whoever receives me receives not me but my father says so Jesus tick what are we learning right here work with me what do we need to do number one we need to watch what he did watch what he did he took a little child and Jesus said we need to become like this child he took the little child in his arm you know last week as we saw the 14 volunteers they obeyed the call of God to take the yoke upon them that's what simply means taking the yoke upon you 
taking the burden of the kingdom burden burden upon you it was not easy you know i was thinking about some of you you know some of you had regular work and you somehow you could find time to come here and do the ministry and go back it was not easy and you know what many of us had to push all our routine things aside and focus on the kingdom work the work of god because you did that 40 kids were blessed during last week i want you to think about you know what we have done what you have done jesus wants us to watch what he did he's calling us to work with him jesus took the disciples everywhere wherever he went he went he took them in the storm in the boat and he wanted them to see how he calmed the storm he took them he took the disciples as he was casting out demons and he wanted them to see how jesus was casting out the demons he took them as he was feeding the five thousand and he wanted them to see how he was performing the miracle if today if you and i want to work with god we want to watch what he did before feeding he preached the crowd and the disciples were there he wanted them to watch that chair whenever he reached out people those who are outcast those who are demon possessed you know those who are uh, widows and lepers you know people of different kinds those who are socially rejected jesus reached out to all of them jesus wanted them to watch what he did today jesus is calling us to do the same thing watch what he did and if at all you want to do something for god you don't watch any preachers or any 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 anybody else just watch what jesus did that's what he's exactly asking us to do when pharisees and sadducees were questioning jesus he wanted the disciple to watch how he responded to them the best way to work with this with god is with jesus is to watch what he did he called the fishermen and he told them i will make you fishers of men how just be with me just be with me someone pointed out saying that i know this person was with jesus how did they know because they were with jesus watching everything that he did he performed it so if we want a second thing jesus is calling us not only just come to me but he's also calling us to work with me and the number one that mean thing that we need to do is watch what he did and what we need to do secondly after watching what we need to do do what he did do what i do not only watching he is also asking us to do what exactly he did you know i, I you know I, i'm not sure that it makes sense to you but it really makes sense to you when you go to your workplace when you touch lives in your community in your family among your friends in the university in the schools and wherever you work when you touch lives there are people they need jesus some of you yesterday night you know you brought your friends and families for the potluck like time because they need jesus he's asking us to do the same thing what he did think about jesus with a limited opportunity of roaming around in that circumference in judea and samaria and jerusalem and the galilee and that that location he influenced the whole world and today you and i jesus is asking us to do that 
Jesus gave hope to many hopeless people. And he is asking us to do that today. There are many who are living in hopelessness. There are many who are living without any hope, without any expectation in life. And God is using you as a tool to revive them and tell them that you'd come to Jesus, trust in him, you will find hope. There are many people that Jesus was in touch with, educated and uneducated, and he wants us to do the same thing today. He's calling us to come to come to him. He's calling us to work with him. John chapter 14 verse 12. Can you read with me? A beautiful scripture that Jesus said. Can you read along with me? Most assuredly I say to you. He who believes in me. The works that I do he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my father. Jesus said these words. Saying that, most assuredly I'm sure that you will do, if you believe in me, what is the condition we need to believe in? Jesus, if you believe in me, you will do greater works than I did. Greater works. Not really greater miracles than Jesus did. You know, today the scripture is wrongly understood. Jesus is not saying that you will do greater miracles than I did, you know, and people try to perform saying that, you know, I need to do greater miracles than Jesus did. Not exactly. Jesus performed miracles. Power went out of him and healed many. And even today he heals. And he performed that miracle because he wanted to demonstrate, remember every scripture he says, that he has power over nature, that he has power over sickness, that he has power over demons. He wanted the people know, he wanted those spiritual leaders know that he is God, he is the son of man. You know, he wanted them to know that he has power over nature, diseases and demonic powers. But today you and I are called to perform greater things than Jesus did by bringing salvation into the lives of people that Jesus did not do. That Jesus did not do. We are called to change the lives for eternity. We are called to change the lives of people that Jesus did not do. So Jesus is calling us not to perform, not to try to perform greater miracles, but he's calling us to perform those miracles of changing, bringing the transformation in the lives of people. That is your call and my call. Jesus transformed a blind man man so that he could see something jesus transformed a leper so that his body could become a body of a child without any spot any blemish jesus performed those physical transformations today listen to me today you and i are called to transform lives by teaching the word of god with the power of the holy spirit that is the greater miracle that is the greater thing that jesus is talking about life transformation somebody going towards the hell somebody you know as one of the kids was pining out if you don't obey if you don't pray if you don't read your bible you will go to hell people are moving in that direction and god is calling you and me to work with him to do greater things than what jesus performed greater works he called those ordinary fishermen and told them i will make you fishes of men what does it mean 
I will make you to transform lives. I will make you to touch lives. I will make you to bring salvation to life, lives so that they will be ever transformed towards eternity. Thirdly, what we are supposed to do, we need to learn from Jesus. We need to come to him. We need to work with him. And finally, we need to learn from him. Jesus is the greatest teacher ever lived on the face of this earth. It's not only Christians today, the whole world agrees that Jesus is the greatest teacher we ever lived on the face of this earth. We learn many things from Lord Jesus Christ. We learn many things. I can't go on and on today. But I want to highlight three of those things that may help us this morning. And then we get into a time of prayer. Number one, the simplicity and the humility that we learn from Jesus. Can you say simplicity and humility? You know, today, I remember long ago I, I spoke a sermon on simplicity of Christ. Today we make the religion so complex. Today you and I put so many conditions, so many restrictions and make the religion so complex that people cannot come to Christ. People are struggling to understand what, are, what is happening here. But Jesus was so simple, down to the earth, so humble in everything that he did. I want to quote one example from the word of God. Jesus, after washing the feet of the disciples, and this is what he said, if you can read with me, John chapter 13, if you can come with me. So when he had, you know, there was an instant that Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. And after watching that, you know, they all had questioned why he does this, why Jesus was doing this. And this is what he responded, verse 12, can you read with me? So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? Verse 30, you call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. Verse 14. If I then, if you consider me as a teacher, like, uh, teacher was 14 we are reading from. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, and what did he say? You also ought to wash one another's feet. That doesn't, you know, sometimes in group of Christianity, they understood that literally that we need to wash the feet of others. Thank God for them. And we don't really do it, but then we take the meaning out of it. What do we need to do? We need to humble ourselves that we should be willing to ready even to wash others' feet. So what do we learn from Jesus? The simplicity and the humility is what we learn from Jesus. So three things we are doing this morning. Number one, come to Jesus. Number two, work with Jesus. And number three, learn from Jesus the humility and the simplicity. The question that you need to ask and I need to ask, pointing not to others but to me, is am I humbling myself? It's a little blessing, little gift that when God gives us, you know, are we willing to humble us? Yesterday we saw the youth were performing and who was the last person who came with the board? Pride? Was it right? Pride? Pride? Do we have that? Something that we need to ask, I need to ask myself. Jesus, when we learn from Jesus, we don't even find a place where we can place ourselves in the whole scenario. 
such a great man of God, such a great son of God, sorry, such a great God, he humbled himself to come down to this earth and to, you know, lay his life down for others, even to sinners like us. How much he humbled himself. Today, that's what the church is lacking. That's what we as children of God, we are lacking. So when people look at us from others, they don't see any difference. They don't see Jesus in our lives. They see our flesh dominating. If they could see Jesus in our lives, we will be ready even to down, go down and wash their feet. And today, even you don't want to look down, we just walk straight as if we don't really care about anybody. God wants us to humble ourselves. God wants us to bring us down. There's nothing that we can gain by having that, that syndrome in our lives of pride. God wants us to humble, number one. Number two, he was always motivated by compassion. Can you read with me Matthew chapter 14 verse 14 and when Jesus went out he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick today if at all God wants to use you as a blessing for somebody else what you need to have is a compassion can you say compassion the compassion is something that that doesn't really look the outward appearance of people Outwardly, everything looked like everything is going all right, everything is going well. But that's not true. You need to ask the eyes of God. You need to ask the Spirit of the Holy Spirit's help to know what is happening in each one's life inside of them, internally, what the struggles they go through. And God should give you the compassion and the burden inside of you. And ask God for that burden. You know, yesterday after going from here, we were late, but we were too late. And you know, by the time we went to bed, it was around one o'clock and we are still talking about people. The struggles they go through. The need that they have. You know, I pray that God may give that compassion inside of us so that we can serve, we can work with God. We learn compassion from Jesus. Number three, Jesus did an amazing thing. He valued people. Can you say valued people? He valued, there are many instances in the word of God. One thing that came in my mind as I was preparing was Zacchaeus. He was a tax collector. He was considered as a sinner. If people would have got an opportunity, probably they would have stoned him to death. Because he'd take more money from people. Nobody liked him. And as Jesus was walking, Zacchaeus, he was a short man. He went and climbed on the sycamore tree and he from there he was watching Jesus because he heard about him he wanted to watch him closely and you know what Jesus did he came near the tree and when he came there what did he do he stopped and he looked at Zacchaeus and what did he say Luke chapter 19 verse 5 can you read together and when Jesus came to that place he looked up and saw him and said to him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house. He valued. You know, this morning, what you need and I need is to value people. At times, you know, we don't value people. We look at them and we judge them instantly. The moment we look at them, we judge them instantly and we try to avoid them. But God is telling, Jesus was telling, Jesus could have avoided him. Jesus could have went down straight without even looking at him. 
the best thing that we could learn from Jesus, he was valuing people. Are we valuing people? Are we trying to differentiate people based on different differences with which God had created us? Are we valuing people? This morning, God wants us to learn. There are many more things that we can learn from Jesus. Similar instance when blind Bartimaeus, when he was crying out, Bible says Jesus just stopped because he valued that beggar who was sitting at the side of the road and begging. Do we value people? Shall we just summarize what we said? Shall we all arise this morning? Today, Jesus is calling us. Jesus is calling each one of us to come to him so that we will find enough rest. He is with us and he talks to us. He cares for us and he's a good God. He's calling you to come to him. And when you come to him with all your burden, he wants to give his burden to you. And what is his burden? To work with him. You don't need to be somebody great. You don't need to go through a theological school to work with Jesus. If ordinary fishermen could join him and work with Jesus, today God can use you and me to work in the kingdom of God. What is your desire this morning? What are you after this morning? He wants you to watch what he did. And he wants you to do what exactly he did. And thirdly, he is calling you to learn from him. The simplicity, the humility. And he was always motivated and moved with compassion. And he valued people. Shall we close our eyes this morning?